Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get the lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. But I'm going to tell you this we ain't done yet. Howdy and welcome back to the Ineligibles Podcast. My name is Will Stone. His name is Chase Caldwell, and he is fresh off of a trip to Tampa Bay, where Tampa the, Bay. SEC, the SEC basketball tournament was held, which is funny because like we ended our show last week. I was like, Chase, enjoy your trip. I knew he was going to Tampa. Never even occurred to me that he was going there for the <laughs> men's basketball tournament to go watch A&M play. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was the uh, plan of action. My boy Montana is getting married here pretty soon, and um, we took him out on a bachelor party there, and um, you know wanted to structure structure it around the SEC basketball tournament. Uh, one of our other buddies is is uh, works for the basketball team, and so uh, we were hoping we could get to see him there if if we we were hoping that A and M would make it to Friday so that we would get to watch one of their games. Right, um, right. So really, we had this whole entire plan on what we're going to do the whole weekend long. Um, you know, we were going to go Friday to the basketball game, the basketball game. That's what we planned on. Right. And um, then after that, we were going to go to like a theme park. And we had all this, these, you know, different spots laid out that on the beach and all that. And then um, uh, I guess Thursday night, we were looking at it when we flew in. And it was going to rain all day on Saturday, which was when we planned on going to the theme park. And we we're like, well, we probably f- better figure out something else to do. <laughs> and uh, on Friday, we figured it out whenever we, we knocked off Auburn. It was a, a great time. And and it was a, it was really a, it was so much fun. It yeah. was so much fun. I've never had that much fun watching college basketball or watching basketball, period. Um, but it was it was very much a us against the world type mentality. Right. And I think that's what made it so much more fun. Um, cause obviously we were going and, and Hillen was able to get us, uh, some tickets. And, and so we sat with the team and, and all of that. And, um, but in every game that we played, I, I mean, I guess I'm spoiled because I'm an Aggie, um, where I just kind of take it for granted that our, our team always travels very well and that we outnumber everybody. And if AM's playing, the whole town will be painted maroon. Um, this was the first time that I've ever been to an AM sporting event and it wasn't that way. Right. Uh, there was maybe, maybe 50 Aggies there at every game. And, um, the other teams, it was not that way. Auburn, like Auburn packed that stadium. Tennessee, Tennessee, I'm sure. packed that stadium. And we yeah. went and saw the Tennessee-Kentucky game, and oh, that stadium man. was packed. Yeah. And it was – it was uh, even Arkansas had it pretty oh. packed. I mean, it, it was – we were very outnumbered the entire time, which was very odd, but it was so, it made it so much fun because it was like 
like it's us against them, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, but, but we sat with all the players, parents, we got to sit with, we sat by, um, Hefner's parents, uh, nice. for most of the games. And, uh, Henry Coleman's mom was like in the row in front of us and man, she was so much fun. She'd turn around and just start <laughs> high-fiving us and stuff. And, um, it was, it was really neat, you know, um, I know my parents always loved to sit with the the like player parents when we would go on road games and stuff, and oh well, I guess home games too, A and M, and they always loved, you know, Donovan Wilson's mom, and you know, there's different moms that they sat by every time that they were like, oh, we're we're best friends, you know now, you know? <laughs> but but it was I, I kind of saw what they what they felt because like like for us it was like we're watching our team and we're going for them, but like. It's also your kid. Like I'm, we're going for your kid, you know. And, right, and it right. Was, it was super cool, but man, what a weekend! It was so much fun. Um, and you know, I know, I know, A and M is really, you know, a lot of everything you see on Twitter right now is is about us not making the tournament. Um, but it's not just A and M fans. I can say every single person that talked to us that this past weekend, it was all about. Well, everybody we talked to is before the rankings actually came out, but everybody was like, if y'all don't make the tournament, we're, we're going to be shocked. Yeah. You know, y'all are playing some good basketball. And, um, so, so it was definitely an, at least with the, amongst the SEC, it was very expected that we would, we would be in. Um, so that was a bummer. That, that's yeah. how we ended the weekend was on, on that. But, um, but that week, yeah, like, so like even like, like, like me watching it on, on TV and, um, I watched a couple games like during the season. Uh, like I definitely tuned in for Kentucky, and uh, the the home atmosphere at Reed Arena for that game was, uh, it it had to have been better than any I'd ever seen at A and M. Like it was sold out, you know, packed to the gills, and it was it was cool to see a show up for that, even though we came up short. And um, I don't know, but just like last week watching watching that team play, the style they played, how hard they played, I was. I was captivated, like, and you know, the first two so games were fun. were close. Like, first game goes to overtime. Like, okay, you can uh, you can breathe a little bit, but you know, you gotta you gotta play number one seed Auburn tomorrow, and then yeah. you go and beat them, and it kind of came down to the wire. Then you go and blow out Arkansas, and you're going into Sunday. You're like, man, like we've got a shot at this thing. Well, we 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 were never down against Auburn at any point in time. Yeah, we we got we scored like in the first like two seconds of. Uh, like immediately from tip off, and then we never lost the lead the whole game. We almost did. <laughs> like it got a little, t- yeah. a little helter skelter there. But um, that Auburn Auburn started getting loud whenever they finally started coming back, and then then whenever whenever we started kind of you know bumping that lead back up, they started quietening down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, so I was like, I was like. You know, because we were talking like mad trash in these games. <laughs> like, it was so much fun, you know. Um, and and so then I, I'd be like, "Y'all real quiet. I can't hear y'all. Y'all real quiet." So then, like all the all the other parents, they're all like, "Where y'all at, Auburn? We can't hear y'all no more." You know, <laughs> uh, it was good. That's awesome. But, uh, yeah, it was it was fun. Uh, I saw <laughs> with Tennessee and Kentucky. It was. That was a really good game, number one. But number two, like the fans, like, you know, obviously it's a big rivalry and um, they're, they're two of the best teams in the league. And, 
you know, it was just all, all together a really, really good game. But, um, man, was there some trash talk between those two. Oh, I uh, bet. And we were sitting like when it was, when it wasn't your team's game, they had this like area that you would sit. And so we were right in between like Tennessee fans were behind us and Kentucky fans were in front of us and they were like yelling at each other. And I, one of the Tennessee fans told one of the Kentucky fans to go eat a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I'm gonna start using that one. It was just a very <laughs> SEC time, you know. <laughs> yeah, and in Tampa Bay, of all places, like it wasn't even in a nice city like Nashville. Is in Tampa. <laughs> it's in Tampa. <laughs> um, that's no, that's that's awesome, and it it stinks that you know it turned out the way it did with you know A and M getting kind of snubbed. Um, I, I feel like most of the SEC got got kind of snubbed. Uh, Tennessee, you know, got yeah. got slotted as, as a three seed. Um, they're they're playing as good as anybody right now. I think they they might they might can can take it all the way. Um, yeah. But as far as you know, like A and M has never been and probably will never be what what you would call a, a basketball school. But you know, with a coach like Buzz, you can have a you know an era where you know interest is is heightened. You know, like uh, yeah. it was it was before our time. But you know, when when A and M had Billy Clyde, like for that like little two, three year stretch, like we were a lot better at basketball than we were at football. <laughs> and yeah. you know, like that, like that was kind of, you know, that was a big thing, but, um, it sucks. And, you know, like a is still playing in the NIT and, you know, uh, you know, as, as fans, like, like for, for myself, like I'm, I'm going to like, I'm, I'm already, you know, like past it and like looking ahead, but, uh, it sucks for those players, like especially a guy like Quentin Jackson. Yeah, he's the one guy I want to single out mm-hmm. because he's a super senior. You know, uh, took advantage of the COVID year, was able to come back, and you know, he's now out of eligibility, cannot return next year. And this was his chance to you know get to the tournament, which is every every kid's dream that plays college basketball. Yeah, and uh, it feels like they kind of got robbed, and you know, I I hate that. So yeah, but for for him, I'll say he he. Well, I guess we're not done yet, but he he still went out on a really high note because he balled. Yeah, at the, absolutely. At the SEC tournament. Um, he he had he didn't play very well in the last game, but none of us did. I mean, they played five games in five days. They, yeah, that's what every single Tennessee fan every like we were talking trash all weekend long, and then after our game, every single person from every other team was coming up like. Y'all played five games in five days. Y'all weren't y'all weren't gonna win. Your yeah. guys retired, but um, man, did y'all fight it out, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, it, so that was cool. I I'm still not still not sure how I feel about Buzz's lament about um, not getting into the tournament. I mean, obviously yeah. he has a lot more to say about it than I do. So whatever. But I just kind of. You know when Jimbo did that because we didn't get in the the top four, and now and now Buzz is doing that when we're not getting in the tournament. I feel like I feel like A and M's kind of being known as as uh, you know being pouty pants whenever we don't get our way. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to come off come across that way as that kind of school, but I mean, but I will say it's you know two. Two really, really good coaches that you know obviously love their team. So, um, by all means, like I, I would rather a coach do that than to just give coach speak all the time. So, 
Yeah. You know, there's that, but um, it's just kind of, yeah. it's very reminiscent of 2020. Yeah. And both times snubbed in favor of a suspect Notre Dame team. Uh, yeah. Which, uh, you know, it's not, it's not too keen on, on either of us on this podcast. Nope. Uh, with, um, with how we feel about that particular school. Um, I don't, I don't really hate Notre Dame that much. Not as much as I hate some other teams that will remain nameless, but, yeah. um, just, I, I, I mean, do. <laughs> I, I hate Notre Dame. I have, I just have a, a, you know how you have a re- referent respect for some people where you just like, they can't do any wrong in your eyes. I have a referent distaste for Notre Dame where like there's nothing that they do that I'm like, oh, cool. Like Rudy? Rudy sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that we would take that kind of turn this early, but we're uh, we're 12 minutes and 25 seconds in and Rudy sucks. Uh, I feel like Notre Dame might come up uh, more than once in the rest of this episode uh, with some of our other topics, but uh, we uh, they they might just come up once. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> okay, this is good. This is good. Uh, we teased last week that we would be uh, uh, revealing our preseason, our way too early uh, top fifteens. Chase thinks we should have done 25 because he had a lot of teams he wanted to include. Uh, I wish we had done a top seven because I think everybody else sucks as outside of the top seven. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of like throwing darts at a dartboard. But um, we have held true well, and not revealed our picks to each other. So uh, Yeah, well, well, I, I I would actually kind of agree with that. the top seven. It's it's the seven through 15 that's hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. The top seven is pretty easy. Or at least, I don't know. I'm curious to see what you say and then your thoughts on what I say. So, yes, yeah. we have not uh, revealed these to each other. And honestly, like in a way, I haven't really revealed them to myself because I changed <laughs> it like 15 times. So, like, I'm kind of forgetting who I put where because I've, you know, I, I just kind of switched them around. So, yeah. Um, well, hey, I've got like four tabs open trying to, to change my number 15, but I'm just going to let it ride. So, <laughs> um, but before we get into that, uh, we do want to do a uh, new segment alert. New segment alert. New segment new alert. New segment alert. This segment is called Slap, Facts, or Cap. Now, yeah. if, if, you're, uh, if you're older like us, you may not know what these Zoomer words mean. Uh, so we're going to break it down for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Chase, if you want to, if you want to start and and tell us what slap means, uh, at least in in this context, um, or in either con in any context, really. Well, um, slap is a word that the young ones are using when something is really cool, really yeah. neat. It's like, man, that slaps. Or, you know, as as some people like to use it, it'd be like. Man, this coffee that I'm drinking right now is slap. <laughs> I don't think that's the right way to use it, but some people choose to say it that way. You know, it. I'm kind of glad that we in- included uh, slap into this podcast because of, of that person that you're talking about was on a, <laughs> on our trip to Colorado. <laughs> it's uh, it's my wife's best friend, uh, Mackenzie, 
and uh like she's our age but like maybe isn't in tune with some of the the younger slang she's uh, a geriatric millennial that's right Not as much yeah. as her husband though um, yeah yeah he's completely clueless but yeah um but we were trying to explain we we're trying to explain like hey this slaps and she was like those are slap <laughs> like that's not exactly how you use it but you know we're gonna let it slide <laughs> it, it was it was very reminiscent of the time that um chance Nahavitz asked us uh what cliche meant he was like i don't remember that you know it was so funny <laughs> he was dead serious he was like uh i hear people say it all the time but what does the word cliche mean <laughs> <laughs> Serious, <laughs> and then I think it, it might have been Brittany, like just like popped off with, well, you know how like some people have like live, laugh, love, and that's like in everybody's house. And I was like, man, that was a like quickest and easiest way to explain cliche. Like, <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of that uh, that Andy Dwyer meme from Parks and Rec where he's like, uh, I forget what he's even talking about. He's like, uh, if it was Chance, he'd be like. I don't know what cliche means. And at this point, I'm too afraid to ask. So that's slap. So, and obviously if, if you haven't caught on this, this is a lot like what, what we'll call a FMK, but with other stuff. So the, the slap is like the really, really good thing of the three. The next one is facts. So facts were just like, oh, like that's facts or hey, that's big facts. facts. I mean, so something that is, yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's just like, it's, it's true. It's, yeah. you know, you look at it, you say it's true. Yeah. You know, it's not over the top. It's, it's not, you know, tremendous. Yeah. It's not, you're not going out on a limb. It's not real high or low. It just is. It's kind of like saying like Alabama is good. Yeah. You know, it's just facts. Everybody, everybody knows that's facts. Yeah. All right. So, Chase, I'll let you do the last one. Uh, explain to the fine folks at home what cap is. Oh, well, like that, uh, that, cap. That's cap. Cap. Um, and some some of you listening are, pro- are probably like, yes, I've seen this for like two years and I have no idea what it means. Uh, if you ever see the little blue cap emoji guys that are out there that, um, you know, have a Twitter, but spend most of your time on Facebook. What, what cap actually means is like, like it's not, um, sorry. You laughing through me. Off. Sorry. That was, a, that was a very specific demographic. <laughs> yeah. I was talking to my mom. Uh, your mom has Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what cap means is, is like, that is, like a terrible call. Like yeah. that is not true. It's like the opposite of facts. It's you're capping. That's cap. You're capping. Yeah. Like you're crazy. You're out of your mind. That is not true. Yeah. And so the way like, that we're going to use these is based on like how well we did with our predictions. You know, did we knock one out of the park? Did we say something that wasn't very bold? You know, or did we say something that we were just dead wrong on? And um, yeah, so I, I didn't do a very good job of explaining what the segment is. Uh, so this is a look at last year <laughs> at some of the takes that we had uh, in, you know, in the past and kind of how those played out. Uh, that's what this segment is going to be with uh, slap facts or cap. So 
Uh, and it's hard to think back. Like there's like, I think we have some good ones and uh, we'll probably get some more. Like uh, I know you said uh, a listener mentioned to you like, Oh, if y'all, if y'all are doing that, then cap has to be, you know, how big y'all were on North Carolina. <laughs> and yeah, that, I'd actually forgot. I forgot that we were. Yeah. That was namely Sutton Jones. Yeah. Of the three J ranch. Um, yeah. He, he uh, was like, yeah, y'all definitely missed the boat on North Carolina. And we did because um, I was very high on them. Yeah. Um, so this is what it is. Should we start with cap or start with slap? Um, Let's start with slap. I think we slap. should start with slap. I okay. think everybody wants to hear cap. Everyone, everybody wants to, you know, we live in this, this like society where we want to hear. We like live in a society. Bad things that happen. Yeah, we do live in a society. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think we start with slap because it's kind of hard to like. It's like a build up I to the cap. Ca- yeah, cap is what everybody wants to hear yeah. for sure. If we, if we do cap now, they'll just turn it off right after. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'll go first. Uh, I had a, I think outside of North Carolina because I did like them and you know they had a pretty pretty bad year. Um, but my biggest miss, and it's, Mm-mm. is Mm-mm. Mm-mm. we're not doing misses first. We're doing slap first. Oh shoot! God. <laughs> okay, my bad. <laughs> uh, okay, good, good. So slap, <laughs> my slap or my slaps. Uh, Alabama took a step back on offense and. I know they scored a crap ton of points and had some good receivers, but uh, going into the, into the last season, I was like, look, okay, they had just had the best offense ever. They had had three years in a row of just like un like unguardable receivers. And, you know, like if you look at the statistics, it was just a different, just a different beast. And with mm-hmm. some pieces they lost, I was like, look, there's no way they can maintain this. You know, even if Bryce Young is amazing, which he was pretty good, won a Heisman, uh, they still had two good receivers, probably both, you know, first-round picks. Um, but the, 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 the stat that I want to talk about specifically is points per drive, and I don't want to get into, like, what's good and what's bad, but they were on a path from, you know, between 18 and 2020. So that three-year stretch where they had two for two years, had Mac Jones for that last year, um, their their points per drive on offense was was – at or above four and 2020 it was way over four um last year it was like 3.2 which is still really good but you know it's just not it's not what they were like they weren't just like impossible to defend like like a and uh a&m beat them last year like mm-hmm. in in years past like 2020 like there's not a team that that we you know if we if we if this if last year's a&m team played 2020 bama we, we still probably lose because they're, they were just impossible to cover, especially with a healthy Jalen Waddle. So, um, yeah. obviously they were still great. They still, you know, made it to the championship game and, and, and could have won, but you know, just took a little step back on offense and just wasn't this unstoppable elite machine on offense. Um, so that's my first slap. And then the other one I'll, I'll toss in there. And this is probably for both of us is, uh, the idea of parody and how it, mm-hmm how it played out last season, you know, it was something that we hoped for uh, in the off season because, you know, you know, I think college football fans had, had gotten to, you know, we're just like, if you look at the sport, you see the same teams in it, you know, a combination of the same five teams in the final four uh, every year. And we were like, man, 
it'd be better for the sport and to attract some more fans if this wasn't the case. And, you know, after about week two, we were like, okay, this year's going to be different. There's going to be at least one new face uh, in the playoff. And it turns out there were two with Michigan and Cincinnati. So uh, I'll, I'll count that as a, as a slap for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes when we're doing this, uh, like doing the podcast, like I'll be listening to what you're saying and I'm like, man, he's popping off right now. Like, like <laughs> you, you just think like, he's not capping. Man, man, we sound, we sound like a legitimate podcast right now. Um, that was an incredible breakdown of Alabama. I have to say that that's exactly how I felt about their offense last year. Um, and I think it's a very fair assessment of them too. Uh, and the parody thing. Yeah, absolutely. This was like, a this was one of the craziest, craziest years that I can remember for sure. And, um, and I remember saying that like week one or two where it's like, what is going on? There's, there's some upsets already this early and it's, it's wild, you know? Um, but, but yeah, great year of parody in, in college football. I, I think, um, we definitely definitely hit that one on the head. My my uh my slap is uh my boys in red, the the Arkansas Razorbacks. Um, Woo pig. Them. And uh, still high on them. I, I think Sam Pittman's a good coach, and um, I think they're tough. They're just they're just tough, you know. And um, they had our number this year, and they had a several teams' numbers, but. I think, you know, I never I never called them world beaters. I never thought that they would be, you know, a college football playoff bound team. Um, I think I put them like third or fourth in the West still. I mean, I didn't expect them to be like the best team out there. But I expected them to be kind of the Arkansas of old, like, you know, a tough team that every team that plays them is a little bit like, on edge about it. Yeah. And I think they, I think that's what they did this year. I think they really, you know, had, had a good tough year and, um, you know, I, I, they, they surprised a lot of teams and that's, that's ultimately what I expected them to do. Yeah. You know, no, I, I mean, as, as soon as we, as soon as we came up with this segment, uh, the first thing that came to my mind was I was like, Chase, like Chase nailed Arkansas last year. Like, <laughs> like, from like like in the summer when we were doing our uh, our conference our conference previews, uh, and we, we we really went in depth on the SEC because it's, it's our conference. But um, I remember you like you had them up there like like third or yeah. I think I think third actually. I think and I had them third. I, I've got the graphic somewhere on my computer, and that may have been where they finished. To be honest, because I'm not real sure like how it all shook out. Because like it was like speaking of parody, like everybody kind of beat everybody in the SEC last year. Yeah, that's a good um, point. I don't think I ever looked back to see like what the final standings were. I'll do that right now while we're talking. Yeah, but Arkansas was good. Like they like, yeah. they were very good. They finished in the top twenty uh, at at nine and four. Um, they lost by one point to Ole Miss. Um, they had to play Georgia, so I mean, like there wasn't anybody that was beating beating Georgia last year, unless you were uh, Alabama on on mm-hmm. one Saturday in in last year. Um, but yeah, Arkansas, it, it was, it's a great year for them. And honestly, they're, they were on the bubble of, uh, top 15 for me. So I guess spoiler alert, they're not in mind, but, uh, wouldn't shock me at all to, for them to maintain a little bit 
from last year. Um, they they lost Traylon Burks, who you know is 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 lighting up the combine and uh, maybe the first first receiver taken. But um, I don't know. It's it's got to feel good to be an Arkansas fan after being down for for you know a good stretch of the last five years and yes. having to endure the the Chad Morris era. Um, it's it's got to feel good to you know have a competent coach and uh, have a pretty good football team. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and they so so that you know they did end up third in the West. And I'm trying to find our our graphic real quick to see where I put them because I think I'm I might have put them third. Um, I'm pretty sure you did. Feeling like I'm either I either put them third or fourth. I know that for sure. Yeah. But, um. But yeah, uh, I think they're a good team. I I, I think. I mean, I think they're. I think this year is going to be about the same from them, but um, they got some good portal guys. They they really did well uh, in, in filling some holes using the the transfer portal. Yeah, and it's and it's too soon to say like how they'll do. I want to see you know spring spring play out and see where they're at from there. But um, I just I just believe in their coaching staff ultimately, and yeah. and I think they'll keep a pretty good. You know, is it going to be a national championship coaching staff? I don't know about that, but I think they're always going to be a tough team so long as yeah they have you know that coaching staff in place. So yeah, uh, well, and a uh, uh, a big win for and them. I did, was, I did put them third. I did put them third. You put them fifth, so you yeah. didn't get it right. Yeah, it was not slap. <laughs> non slap. <laughs> uh, hey, another one that that we kind of. I guess we could count as being – well, that's wrong. We, we haven't gotten to wrong yet, but I think we both uh, – yeah, we both put Mississippi State as dead last, and they yeah. ended up fourth. Um, but that, yeah, that and, one's and just they, a freebie there. And they beat us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Whoops. All right, uh, let's do facts. Uh, so this one's a little bit tough for uh, – uh, as far as like takes go, like which one of your takes was like, you know, technically correct, but you know, maybe, maybe not in the, the most correct way. And uh, I, I've got a really obvious one, but I'll, I'll let you go first. Cause I know you want to get this off your chest. Oh yeah. Mine's easy. Notre Dame sucks and they suck and they do suck. So straight facts. Yeah. That's it. All right. <laughs> That's you know, all I got to say about that. <laughs> I think it fits that category because, uh, like we talked pre-show, and um, like yeah, like they weren't that good. We don't think, but at the end of the day, they still finished in the top ten. They still uh, they lost. When they lose two games, I think they lost their bowl game. They lost um, one game. They went eleven and one, but okay. they still suck. Yeah, um, because they they. they they won every single game by like three and yep. they just, yeah, I, I great. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you beat all these terrible teams. Good for you. Yep. Um, I'm just, they're, they're the last blue, blood blue blood that I'm really waiting to fall. Yep. Um, I really can't wait for them to fall and maybe they will. Yep. Not that they lost their coach. Time will tell. Uh, okay. Facts for me. Um, this was, this was one of the first things that came to mind. Uh, so in, in our preseason uh, conference previews last year, uh, we talked about the Big 12. And um, I guess one of our 
our uh, our caps could be Oklahoma because I was like, oh, like Oklahoma's going to win the Big Twelve. Like, who's going to be second best? And mm-hmm. uh, Oklahoma did not win the Big Twelve. Um, but like when we talked about the Big Twelve, I was like, hey, like I think I think Baylor just had a rough go of it in the COVID year in 2020. I like Dave Aranda. I like their their coordinator hires. Um, mm-hmm. I think they'll bounce back and be pretty good. Uh, this wasn't slap because I put them seventh in the Big 12. <laughs> <laughs> and Baylor won the Big 12. So um, it's facts because I did say that Baylor would be good and they would bounce back. But uh, it's not quite slap because, you know, I still undersold yeah. them by six spots in their conference. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, and and partly because if you remember, like the first four or five games weren't televised. They had a televised game from like, was it Texas State or like Tarleton or somewhere like that? That it it, it looked like it was like filmed on a tripod in in like a like a high school stadium like being was, being in the sec i can't even imagine what that's like <laughs> like all of our games are televised it may not be the best channel but it's on tv easily accessible to us well, well and and I'll, I'll even take that a step further like we've been in the sec since cutting the cord became a thing and so now that i've fully cut the cord like i don't watch football on tv i watch I, I stream every game you right. know, and, and I'll stream like four or five games at a time. And I could not imagine if my team was playing and I couldn't just stream the game. That, it was on, it was on pay-per-view. Yeah. It, it just blows my mind. It was probably on that little, that like Texas football app, you know, that you can get on Roku Yeah, <laughs> like, that we could watch Lampasas Badgers play on. Right. You know? Right. Um, yeah. I, I, so, so, Baylor was kind of a mystery until about mid-season just because we didn't get to see them play very much. Yeah. Um, but I, I had heard, because I because my cousin's such a big Baylor fan, I, I had heard that they were they were doing pretty good. And I had a lot of faith in that coaching staff too. So um, yeah. didn't expect them to do as good as they did. But, yeah, they really turned it up. Yeah. And then went out and, and beat Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl. So, yeah, uh, probably probably ended up being one of the best seasons in in Baylor history. Yeah, for sure. Um, enough about Baylor. Uh, let's get on to Cap. Um, I was capping way bad. <laughs> uh, I was I was driving the bus for the Mizzou Tigers last year. I was like, man, <laughs> this is the team to watch in the East. Like, uh, they've got some some dudes on offense. Uh, Defense, you know, will be good enough. Uh, Connor Bazelak, one of the best quarterbacks coming back in the SEC. Uh, he's actually mm-hmm. no longer there. He transferred. He wasn't that good. Um, they fired their defensive line coach like midseason. <laughs> they had, the, had statistically the worst run defense in America uh, in the sport of D1 football at the FBS level. Um, just bad. They did make a bowl somehow, ended up 6-6, six and six, and then lost to Army. Uh, the United States military in uh, excruciating <laughs> fashion. So, um, yeah, that was cap. Um, yeah, if we were, if, you got you, you got me on that bandwagon too because like after <laughs> you were so big, I was like, man, I gotta go watch some of these Mizzou games from last year, and I did, and I'm like, hey, they're pretty salty. Like, yeah, we're gonna have a tough time with them, and that yeah, you were wrong. Yeah, um, 
what weren't very salty. Yep. If we were doing like if we had done a, a preseason top fifteen last year, I would have had them in mind. Uh, for sure, for sure. Uh, and I would have been wrong. Yeah, of course. Um, my my cap, I was I was maybe not capping as bad as you, but it, it was still cap. Um, I thought that Georgia was going to be regular Georgia, where they would just you know be a fringe top team that just couldn't put it away. You know, uh, that's what we've seen for decades. It seems like um, from Georgia, forty-one so years just, to be exact. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, you know, thought they're they're going to fumble the bag like they always do. They're they're a decent team. They're always a good team, but then they're just going to fall apart and not do it. And I don't know. Maybe maybe somebody in their program heard our episode and just used it as as fuel to the fire because they came out and were just absolute world beaters this past year. And yeah. um, at no point did they fumble. The <clears throat> they just just ran with it. So um, yeah, good good for those guys. Sorry that I capped on them. Yeah. Is that your only cap? Uh, my other cap was that I picked Florida to win the East. Okay, that, that that's your big one. <laughs> that's my big one. Yeah, I feel I feel like you were burying the lead there. I was like, yeah, that's true. You're, you're right about that. Sorry, sorry. I got I got focused on Georgia because like I was I was down on Georgia. Like I actually thought Georgia was like not going to have a very good year. And you were like, yeah, everybody's. It's a foregone conclusion. Georgia's gonna gonna win the SEC. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> And it, it was, um, but uh, yeah, I, I uh, was high on Florida. Thought that they would uh, they would really do something, and picked them to win the East. And I had this whole like scheme. I, I'm bad about doing this early in the season where I'm like, okay, Scheming. here's what's going to happen. Georgia's going to come out. They're going to beat Clemson, and they're going to be all high and mighty. That oh yeah, look at us, we beat Clemson. Then Florida's going to sneak up and punch them in the mouth, and then Florida's going to you know, have the lead in the East and, and they're never going to give it up and they're going to end up winning the East and Georgia's going to wish that they wouldn't have ever beat Clemson. And that couldn't have been further from the truth. Yeah. It, it, it uh, just did not play out like my, my, but you know what? I will say, I feel like in a normal year, maybe it would have, but <laughs> this was just a crazy year. So, yeah. Um, the only reason I was so big on my Georgia was because I, I was like, I just knew that they weren't going to do good. Yeah. And they were the only team in all of NCAA football that did good all year long right. and were just consistent. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that that was why I, I led with them. But yeah. my Florida pick was way bad. <laughs> yeah. And Florida's a weird one. Like, I know they fired their coach and, you know, had some, you know, some obvious – issues there with you know his yeah. uh, like the culture and, and whatever else but um i mean they they lost alabama by like two points early in the year mm-hmm. and like played them close and you know kind of lost a weird one at kentucky um and then even against georgia who was you know incredible they were hanging in there in the first half and then, like in the span of about five plays, they give up like seventeen points. <laughs> and after that, it was just <laughs> it was just downhill from there. They lost to Mizzou, um, who was bad, as we just established. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, for sure. And obviously fired their coach. And you know, I think 
I think I, I like their hire and, you know, we'll, uh, we'll get into that in a different episode, but, um, yeah, mm-hmm. I think, I think that wraps us up for uh slap facts or cap. Very first, uh, yeah. very first edition. First edition. Two titles are up for grabs on the stacked UFC 273 fight card. Join the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. New customers can bet $5 on any fighter and get $100 in free bets, win or lose, guaranteed. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the excitement. Everyone can play for a share of millions in prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy MMA contests. Draft your lineup of fighters while staying under the salary cap and rack up points for strikes, takedowns, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, throw down $5 on UFC 273, and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code TPPN this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. 21 and up, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Well, now on to the top 15. Yeah. So uh, how how do you want to break this down? Do you want to go like five at a time, or do you want to do all of yours and I do all of mine? How how do you want to do it? What would be the best flow for this? Okay, so if if this works for you, um, I've got three tiers. And I think think we're on the same page there. So I've got a a really concrete top two. Um, It's really a 1A and a 1B. Uh, I think there's a huge gap between these two teams and the rest. Uh, mm-hmm. After that, I've got a three through seven and then eight through 15. Okay. Like three yeah, through seven, like one and two big gap, three through seven big gap, and then everybody else. We call them cuts in livestock judging. Yeah. Right. Uh, big cuts, big yeah. cuts in the, yeah. the beginning. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, who you got one and two? Numero uno for me until proven otherwise is Alabama. Uh, I don't, I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's going to be the best Alabama team that they've ever had, but it's hard to ignore that they have the two best players uh, in the country uh, with those being, you know, one is the best offensive player in the country. One is the best defensive player in the country um, in Mm -hmm. Bryce Young and Will Anderson. Both will be very, very high round picks. Um, Lost some receivers. I've got to say, uh, this is this might be the one year where they they don't have a you know tried and true you know guy that's coming back. Like last year, they had Mechie. You know, they went out and mm-hmm. got Jameson Williams. Actually, you know, I, I say that, but uh, they went out and got Jermaine Burton from Georgia. Um, he'll probably start for them. Uh, Jacory Brooks was a freshman who came on late, but, but anyway, like they're just too dang good. And Saban is too dang good, especially with, you know, a quarterback who's probably one, you know, he's definitely one of the best in the country, maybe the best. Um, you know, it's, it's tough to, to put anybody in, in front of them, but that, that, that that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's who I got. Number one. Who you got? Number two, number two. And, uh, honestly, it, I could go back and forth and I could, I could make the, the case for them to be number one. And, uh, it's Ohio state. Um, I know their defense was, you know, a little suspect last season. Uh, they made a change. They went out and got, uh, Jim Knowles, the DC from, uh, Oklahoma state who, you know, had a great unit there, uh, definitely last year, but the last couple of years, um, you know, 
if you watch if you watch the Rose Bowl, uh, I know I know Utah played them close, but those receivers, man, I'm like and and Olave and Wilson sat out, like their two draft picks sat out, and they just have so many guys. Like it's like like there's not a team that's going to be able to cover them on a consistent basis. So mm-hmm. um, with with that kind of and and uh, and most of all the guy who's you know kind of kind of underrated you know by by some fans in in this region of the of the country uh Travion Henderson probably the best running back in the country uh true freshman last year just a total just a total stud at running back um mm-hmm. and they, they don't they don't even need him because their receivers are so dang good so uh that offense is is terrifying um I think I think them and Alabama are just far and away uh the two most complete teams going into 2022 yeah um well that's interesting uh i'm i'm a little bit different than all yours. right um i do have bama you have notre as, dame number two don't you <laughs> yeah <laughs> let me tell you uh bama's my number one for many of the same reasons that you said i mean yeah they they had some stumbles this year but um i mean they have a dynasty going so that's an easy one. Um, got some good players there, so I, I'll, I'll skip over Bama because I think you you wrapped them up pretty pretty well. But I have Georgia as number two. Sorry, yeah, I, and, I, I thought you were going to put A and M at number two. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> uh, um, so I, I've got Georgia at number two. Um, they always they've always recruited well. They they have good team. They're losing a lot of of. Uh, players, but I got to give them the benefit of the doubt on how good they were this year. And um, I don't know, I, even though I was so down on them coming in and that, oh, they're going to fumble the bag, they don't know how to keep this thing consistent and all of that. Um, I got to give them the benefit of the doubt because they did all year long when no other team in the NCAA could. And, um, you know, I, I just think that I think I got to give them that benefit of the doubt that they're going to come out and they're going to they're going to rebuild, you know, pretty quickly, and um, that that they can do it. And so it's kind of like they got to prove me wrong, you know, because yeah. um, they proved me wrong this direction. Now they got to now I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and let them prove me wrong the other direction, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'll go ahead and go with my number three because I have Georgia three, so this will just just lead right into that. Um, Mm -hmm. But I mean, obviously the, yeah, honestly, honestly, I would say that you you said one and two is, is the tier. I would have gone one, two, three is the tier because I have Ohio state as number three. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's easy to make that case. And um, you know, I, I could definitely put, put Georgia in, in that, that tier with those two teams just because like, and we talk about all the time, but when it comes to being, at the elite of elite level in this sport, it's about the players you bring in. And mm-hmm. uh, those three teams are the three super recruiters in this sport. They are consistently, you know, you know, bringing in 80% of their classes are the best players in the country. Those, those blue yeah. chip four and five star players. Um, For sure. And they just, especially, especially Ohio state. I mean, there's no one else really in their conference that, is even close. Like they are the giant, you know, at least mm-hmm. in the sec, there's two giants and you know, they, they just fight each other at the end of the year, every year. <laughs> but yeah, right. um, with Georgia, like the reason I've got them at three and not two is just because of the sheer 
you know, just the sheer number of, I guess the sheer amount of talent that they're losing. And um, they won't be hurting that bad because, I mean, like we just said, they do recruit so well and uh, they have plenty of guys in the pipeline. And not to mention all those D linemen they lost, the best one is still there in Jalen Carter. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm, I'm big into into draft uh, podcasts right now, and every one of them is like, you know, I watch these Georgia guys, and I can't help but watch 88 on Georgia, but he's not eligible. <laughs> so um, <laughs> that guy is a total beast. And uh, they even got some other uh, some other guys come back on uh, on their defense. So, um, you yeah, know, and I, I think, you know, they do have Bennett back. You know, he's, he's a good uh, bus driver. Like, he's... Uh, he's not going to screw it up for you. Like you can lean on your running game and your defense. And um, they still got a few weapons. Like they got some, uh, they had a couple receivers that are pretty solid. I know they lost Pickens, uh, lost, uh, uh, what's his name? Jermaine Burton to Alabama. Oh, I'm, I'm missing the main one. Brock Bowers, uh, best tight end in the country. Um, yeah. He's a total stud. So um, the thing about Georgia is, you know, <laughs> I don't know who they're going to lose to <laughs> until they get to Atlanta. Yeah. Um I think there's some some decent teams in the East, and we may or may not get to them. Uh, but I don't know who's going to actually like be able to knock them off and you know give them an L on their on their on their season. So, um, mm-hmm. so who's who's number three for you? Oh, you said Ohio State, right? Number three is Ohio State, and and really like I I could have I could have swapped Georgia and Ohio State really easily. I feel like um, because Ohio State, you know, they've got C.J. Stroud and, and Jackson Smith and Jigba, I think, is like one of the best receivers in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, they've got a lot of talent that, you know, I, I think they're going to be a very good team. Uh, but ultimately for them, you you kind of hit the nail on the head there whenever you said that who's Georgia going to play. I don't know. if, if I, I actually haven't w- looked at their schedule, so I don't know what their crossover is on the on the West. I don't know what West team they play. Uh, I don't, well, I, well I, they, they play. They always play Auburn. They always play Auburn. Um, I know their their non conference game is Oregon, who I think they'll destroy. Ooh. Yeah, um, that'll be a good game, though. I forget who else they play from the West, though. It may be like a yeah, like a. I don't know. I just I just know that there's the, the the Big Ten teams are on the rise, you know, and yeah. and um, Michigan and Michigan State both had a good year. I think Penn State's still still good. Um, so I think I think ultimately it came down to Ohio State's going to have a little bit of a harder route um, than Georgia would is is my thought. Yeah. Um, but but there again, it is Georgia's still playing in the SEC, it, and there there can be some teams there. I mean Kentucky looks looks pretty good, and they they recruited really well this year. Um, so yeah, I think, I think there can be some, some teams in the East that can challenge them, but I just don't think they have, I don't think they have the Michigan, Michigan state, Penn state, you know, that that, that, that Ohio state will have. Yeah. And if I haven't looked at their schedule either to see if they're going to do that super gauntlet, like they did this past year where they backfilled all those games. Right. But if they do that's going to really hurt them because, you know, it's at the back end of their, their schedule. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my, my thought on. All right. Here's where it gets interesting. I, them. I think, I think if you ask anybody, I think they, they, they tell you those top three, like anyone's top three is going to have mm-hmm. those three teams in, in some order. 
Um, who's sure. your number four? This is where it really gets, you know, where it's, uh, it's going to be starting to differ. Yeah. Yeah. So number four, I got Baylor bears. Really? Yep. Okay. Uh, I think, I think Aranda's a, a, a really good coach. I was high on him. I did not think that this year was going to be the year that they really had a great season. And then they did. Um, and I think he's going to build on that. I don't think that, I don't think they're going to have a fall off. I think they're on the way up. Um, so I could very well see them replicating what they've done, especially with the big 12 and shambles. I mean, what, what's, what's going to happen? Who's going to, who's going to beat Baylor? You know, that, that's the question. I mean, the, maybe the best chance of beating Baylor is the Cyclones. Like, I, I, I don't know. Texas isn't going to do it. Yeah. Oklahoma, I don't think is going to beat any, but well, oh, Oklahoma state, Oklahoma state probably, probably could. So, so, yeah. um, yeah, uh, which Oklahoma State's my number five. So that, that was kind of actually a, a bad thing for me to say um, because I think Oklahoma State and and Baylor are, are kind of on equal footing. Okay. Um, I think I think they're both – I think they're both coached really well. And so, um, you know, I, I think they're going to be the top two in the, in the Big 12 this year. Um, and I have a hard time – I have a hard time splitting hairs between the two of them because I, I think that they they're similarly talented, you know. Yeah. Um, but I I do think that uh, I think Baylor's got the edge because I just think Aranda's one of the best coaches out there, and Baylor has this way of of like picking these fantastic coaches, you know. They do. Um, and and, I, and I, to hold on to him is is what has been their problem and they they held on to him you know so i think people underestimate the money that baylor has because they're not public so they don't have to mm-hmm. they don't have to disclose what they pay their coaches but their coaches are getting paid a lot and that's why oh, yeah. oh, you didn't yeah. see dave aranda make a move anywhere and it's not just because he loves waco right. which i'm sure he likes being a waco and likes coaching at baylor but um he's probably getting paid pretty handsomely and that's great for them like i think yeah. You know, if if you can hang on to him for, you know, for for a good bit, even you know through this transition to the new Big Twelve, I mean that that sets Baylor up really well. But um, I do not yeah, have so, them fourth. Uh, who do you have four and five? Fourth is your fighting Texas Aggies. Nice. I know it's it's Homer Will um, putting putting A <laughs> and M in the top four. Um, but when you, when you get into the weeds on these teams, it's, it's hard to really put anybody up there. I mean, it's hard to put Mm -hmm. A&M up there, hence the big gap between, you know, yeah, you know, I I think, I think I probably should have put that, that gap, you know, have the first three and then everybody else. But, um, with A&M, like, it's not just because, oh, they signed a good class, you know, or a great class, I should say. Uh, this past year, those guys are going to be freshmen. Like you can't have, like you're not yeah. starting 22 freshmen. You still have to, you know, have other guys. But I love, I love the offensive line, um, or at least you know, I love most of it. I love the potential of of all of it. Uh, I love our running game. I think uh, Devon A Chain uh, has Heisman potential. Uh, I still love the defense. I know we lost, we lost, uh, you know. Uh, starting four up front, but that's you know maybe the the most loaded position on the team with just in terms of different skill sets and and depth and and talent. Um, and I think as as much talent as we have there, I think you see uh, 
one and maybe even two freshmen make a very immediate impact. But um, also, this, yeah. this, might, this, this might be the – actually, this probably is the best secondary that we'll have seen at A&M in 20 years. Um, I think Definitely. I think the safeties are going to be outstanding. Uh, Antonio Johnson is an All-American. Uh, love Tyreek Chappelle. Um, I think Jalen Jones bounces back. And if not, he's got – you know, three five stars behind him <laughs> that are that are going through practice right now. So, um, I think well, you know, and, and with linebacker, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Edron Cooper. So, um, and maybe most of all, I think the the floor at quarterback is just so much higher than it was last year, um, just because of the combination of of talent and experience and uh, and upside that we have with with those three guys. So, um, yeah. and the X factor. Evan Stewart, who, you know, there's, there's much to be said about him, but for sure, for sure, that's that, that justified me, you know, putting them there. If, if A&M was in any other division, uh, you know, I think people might view them differently, but, um, even after beating Alabama, people are like, Oh, well, like, you know, you still got to go through Bama. It's not a, it's a difficult thing to do. And it is difficult. So, um, we'll Mm -hmm. see. And at number five, and you're not going to like this, but I put Notre Dame. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain why. And, um, you know, I, I put them here. And when you look at their schedule, they might be nine and three next year. They could be worse than that. But um, but that's not what we're basing this off of. We're just going off of, you know, who we think the best team is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Notre Dame, you know, I think losing Brian Kelly may be to their benefit. Um, I know but it's the weird video and the weird accent, and he's at LSU, who we don't like. But um, every now and then, you just need a little, uh, a little mix-up. You know, like it, yeah, it's like moving furniture around. You're like, oh, like this way looks so much better. And you got this young head coach who's energetic and. You know, most of the staff is still in place. They recruit pretty well. Um, what's going to depend on it on on them for me is the quarterback. Um, they haven't had a what I would call a, a good quarterback in a long, long time. They've had some serviceable, you know, quarterbacks come through, but they have a young kid named Tyler Buckner, and he's a guy I'm keeping an eye on this spring because uh, if if he pans out, um, he's he's a really uh, he's a pretty good passer but really explosive runner um if if he can pan out for them and add another uh dimension to that offense they have one of the best tight ends in the country and matthew mayer uh always going to have a good offensive line you know pretty solid defense and uh, a good running back uh with chris tyree but if they can get some juice from the quarterback spot they could be a really dangerous football team yeah man you see it completely opposite um (laughs) Notre Dame did not crack my top 15 um, because Shade. One, I think they're not good. But I I um, I agree with what you're saying with Brian Kelly, but I look at it in the opposite way. I think that they that Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame is to his detriment. I do not mm. think he'll have the success at LSU that he had at Notre Dame and I think Notre Dame was was somewhat caught off guard you know through the new coach in there and 
I I just I don't know. I'm not I'm not big on I'm not big on their hire. He could prove me completely wrong, but I don't think that they were I don't think they were a good enough team to hire from within. Um like it, it would be one thing if if you know one some of these like like a Clemson like if Clemson had lost Debo and then they they promoted um what's his name and they're uh, uh, Why did I just go blank on the defensive coordinator that went to OU? Uh, Brent Venables. Brent Venables. If they would have like promoted Brent Venables, like I wouldn't have thought that there would be much of a drop off. Right. But I don't think Notre Dame, like Notre Dame, barely squeaked by all these teams. So why wouldn't you try to go get a home run hire as a head coach instead of going with just promoting from within? So uh, they could prove could prove me wrong, but um, I think. I think it would have been better for them to have a mix-up by going out and getting a home run hire coach than yeah. to promote from within. Um, so that's that's why. Uh, yes, I hate Notre Dame and and I'm I'm low on them, but I I think that Brian Kelly was the reason why they barely squeaked by all those teams, and without him, I see them dropping three or four, you know for no reason yeah. because uh, I just don't think that they, they have the power to get through that, but I don't think Brian Kelly can do what he did there. Yeah. Barely squeaking by sorry teams by playing in the sec West. Yeah. And I just don't see that, especially whenever he just completely changed who he was as a coach. Whenever he got to LSU, it's just weird. Yeah. Um, no, I think you have a point. Like that's, that's my thought. Like obviously with, with Kelly at Notre Dame, you knew what you were going to get. Like, you're probably going to get 10 or 11 wins yeah. and you're going to be pretty good, but you're not going to be the best team in the country. Now there's a lot more risk and a lot more unknown thrown in. So they could be, right. they right. could be really good. They could be really bad. And, you know, we just won't know until we see them. Yeah. I, I think I would have a lot more faith in them if they were a really, really good team this year and then lost Brian Kelly, um, that, that the talent that they would have would get them through. They've always recruited at a high level, but I, I just they've never really put that on the field. And yes, I do think some of that's from Brian Kelly, but I just think that they're just one of those teams that they they don't they're not elite. And I think you would have to be an elite team to do a hire like they had. But it could be wrong. I mean, I, I've been wrong before, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if I was. But they were one that I just cut out of the top fifteen because I thought, you know. I just don't see him being that good this year. Yeah. It's also like after that top three, it's really, really hard to pick teams. <laughs> and you're going to, you're going to see a lot of that yeah, it uh, is. in the next 10. So uh, we got our top fives. Who's, who's, who's six for you? Oh, uh, was five Notre Dame for you? Five was Notre Dame. Or, okay. Uh, um, six, I put Utah. Okay. The Utes. Um, I think I think Utah Utah is always a good team. Uh, they had a good year this year, um, but you know there's there's going to be a there's going to be a lot of shakeup in the Pac-12, and uh, I think this is a year that they can they can come about. They can capitalize on on you know everybody's going to have their eye on Lincoln Riley and what is he going to do, and they can capitalize on on a lot of the coaching movements that you've seen in the Pac-12, and uh, I I just think that they're I think they're a good team and um i think they'll 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 be a contender for the pac 12 in my opinion yeah well i've got to say who you got six i agree i have utah at six 
We agree. That's the first one we got the same, huh? Yeah. Uh, we both had Bama first, right? Yeah, that's true. You're right. But yeah, but, but so yeah. That's a foregone conclusion. Yeah, it's, it's a layup. That's so. just facts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, I'm with you. Uh, after, you know, I, I've always liked Utah and their kind of style of play in that conference because mm-hmm. not a lot of other teams do that. Like, like they're the physical team. They're the running team, the defensive team. And, you know, they've done it for so long. It's, it's, it's like a culture thing, you know, and uh, I, I love Kyle Whittingham, their, their head coach. Uh, he's, you know, when, whenever A&M has been in the market for a coach in the past, he's always a guy I'm like, well, like, like, like how would he do at a place like this? Like with some more resources and, you know, th- stuff like that and better, you know, access to better players. Um, but yeah, like Utah was, was great last year. Uh, once they made the the switch at quarterback to what's his name? Uh, Cam rising. Um, I don't think they lost a game mm-hmm. after that, except for the Rose bowl, which, uh, I mean, Ohio state's just way faster than they are. And, you know, they, Dang near yeah. beat them. Like it was a you know last minute thing, but um, yeah, I think they lost a, a, a couple pieces. But everybody loses. Everybody loses stuff. Um, they have enough coming back to, uh, you know, be the team they were at the end of last season, for you know at the start of twenty twenty two, and and build on that. And mm-hmm. um, dark horse playoff team. I mean, you go and you know if if you're an undefeated Power Five champion you're going to get in the playoff. If, if you go and if they go and if they go 13 and 0 and win the pack 12, uh, they're probably going to get in. And, um, that's, mm-hmm. it's totally possible. It's also totally possible. They go nine and three and, you know, uh, kind of back to square one where they were at the start of last season. But, um, no, I'm big on Utah. I, I definitely had to put them, uh, put them up there. Uh, six felt right. Um, my number seven team, is a team I wanted to put lower, but when I put them against these other teams, I just couldn't do it. I had to put them here, and it, it's Clemson. Um, obviously, Clemson stunk on offense last year. It was it was horrid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think DJ uh, DJ Ue Ungalale had like nine touchdowns and ten interceptions. His QBR was terrible. Um, they just stunk, and then they lost their. DC, who has held that defense together and, you know, made it one of the best units of the past, you know, decade, pretty much. Uh, he's gone. OC's gone. Their, their, their OC is gone. Not somebody named OC. <laughs> I said that kind of weird. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, like, they they didn't go out and get big name hires. They promoted from within. So, like, maybe they're in a spot where that yeah. makes sense for them. Maybe it'll be a good thing. But um, the reason I put them here and not, like, fourth is or I guess the reason I put them here and not way lower is because their defense. Like this, this may be the last year that I have them this high, uh, just because of of the draft eligible guys they have on their defense. Uh, they couldn't leave last year. Like they have a really loaded defensive line, um, but they lost their you know some guys in the secondary. Lost uh, James Skalski, who was there for like seventeen years uh, at middle linebacker. Um, if they can just get a little bit better on offense, they could be, you know, a top 10 team and, you know, a tough out in the ACC. But um, their their troubles on offense kept me from putting them any any higher up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I agree with that on Clemson for sure. But um, for seven for me, I put Michigan. 
Michigan. Um, Michigan, you know, I, they, they had a good year this year. Uh, they lost a lot on defense, I'm pretty sure. Um, and that was kind of one of their strengths this year. Um, but I, I think they put a, put a lot of, put a lot of good film out there this year. And, and, um, I, they did drop a, a bit on mine, but, but they were one that I, I still felt like they're not going to have as big of a fall off. Um, but there's still question marks, you know, around their coaching staff and, you know, how it's going to, how it's going to be. So, um, I didn't want to put them up in the, in the top four cause I didn't think that they were that good. Yeah. Um, but I still, I still had to give them some credit for what they did this year. Um, so I felt like seven was a good spot for them. I've, I've got them at eight. I've got Michigan at eight. Michigan at eight. All right. Um, I, yep. I think I started them higher and then like, I just kept moving them down and moving them down. So like, this is where my next tier kind of breaks between seven and eight. Like, mm-hmm. um, I put Michigan here and I, I like Michigan, uh, but they do lose a lot. Like, uh, yeah, both those defensive ends, uh, middle linebacker, um, safety, Daxton, uh, Daxton Hill. That was real good. Um, he's mm-hmm. gone and they lost both coordinators, which, um, I, I don't think we, we, we talked about this cause it was, it happened on signing day, but, uh, Harbaugh was interviewing for an NFL job on signing day. Like the optics of that just like, it, yeah. it's just not good. You know, <laughs> um, I, I had actually forgotten about that. <laughs> now that you said that, I, I remember that. It was like, what's going on here guys? I think that like, uh, like that whole situation and, like, and losing both coordinators and the, the guys on defense, that made me put them down at eight and not, you know, any higher. Um, but Hey, like this time a year ago, like like Michigan started last year unranked and ended up in the playoff. So yeah. um you just you just never know. Like like they're one of those teams that recruits really well. Um not at the elite of elite, but like always really, really good players. Um and obviously really well coached with Harbaugh. But um replacing both coordinators and and you know trying to you know, I think they have a bit of a quarterback controversy on their hands where um mm-hmm. they started I can't remember the starter's name. Uh, McNamara is the starter. Uh, but J.J. McCarthy yeah. was a true freshman. And he would, like, rotate in. So um, I think their ceiling is probably higher with McCarthy. Um, I don't know if they'll make that switch. But, um, you know, it's been a while since you've seen Michigan have just a just a lighted up offense. You know, it's a lot more ground and pound. Um, I think the running back is back. So uh, that could be a, a big big thing for them. But, um, yeah, that's my take on Michigan. Guy at eight. Go Big Blue. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I I did a little bit of the opposite as you. I, I had them at ten to start with, and I moved them to nine, and then eight, and then seven. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of crept them up because I would I would go team to team, and then be like, mm, still think Michigan's probably probably a better team from what what they did this year. You know, yeah. Um, there's question marks, but there's question marks for every team, and especially this year, there was a, a lot of coaching moves, and um, yeah, I don't. Be curious to go back and look at how many teams lost both coordinators, because um, there there were several really good teams that lost both coordinators or their head coach. And Clemson and Michigan just got scalped. And so, <laughs> no, I think there was a there was oh, I, 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 Oregon. yeah. Did Oregon lose? Well, Oregon lost. I think they lost yeah. their whole staff. Uh, their whole staff, yeah. So, uh, I I. Uh, my cuts, you had mentioned that, you know, your cuts were at two and seven. Mine were really, I would say, at three and eight. Um, 
because at eight, I have Texas A&M. Nice. Um, I, I had to, I had to temper my expectations on A&M. Um, I actually really started A&M at 12 and then kind of crept them up, you know, as I was going and A&M and, and Michigan kept kind of crept creeping up as I would compare them team to team and be like, yeah, do I think they're better than this team? Yes, I do. So, um, it's very red ass that you I don't put know. them at 12 I, to start. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, that was on purpose. That was by design. No, um, I think, I think we're, I think this is a, this is going to be a year where we finally, you know, have a, a 10 win season. But I said that last year, of course, a lot of the uncertainty, like we didn't know that our starting quarterback was going to get injured and out for the season. And we didn't know some of the things that happened to our team, but I still have to, I can't do, I, I couldn't put them up in the top five just because of how poorly we did against some teams this year. Yeah. It, there's question marks still for me. How will, how will our receivers do? I think our receiving core is going to be fantastic this year, but I thought that last year and um, that's, that's, that's been a constant question mark for me since Jimbo got here. So yeah, um, that's that's something I, I hope to see. But I do think our defense is going to be rock solid, and um, yeah, I think I think uh, I think we belong at eight. Uh, I'm, I, I feel pretty good about that. I, I don't feel like I'm being too overhyping on my own team, even though we just came off an eight and four season. Yeah, um, but but I think we, I think we we've got it you know, get our stripes from, from the fact that we went eight and four and then, but I do have really high expectations for our team this year. All right. I'll go nine because it's a, it's a team you've already said, although I'm really curious who you have at nine because okay. I feel like we're about to really start different here, but, um, it, yeah, probably so it, cause I mean, it, it, at this point it gets, it gets pretty hard to start picking, but at nine, I've got Baylor. <laughs> yeah, um, it does. Uh, uh-huh. I put Baylor at nine. Uh, you know, I, they obviously had a tremendous year last year and won the Big Twelve. And what what kept me, or what, what kept them in the top ten for me is uh, how much they return in the trenches. Um, they bring back four or five offensive linemen, uh, every defensive lineman. Um, their left tackle is a kid named Connor Galvin who could have gone to the NFL but chose to came back for uh, whatever reason, you know, probably a you know, preseason uh, first team all Big 12, if not all American. Um, and that's what Dave Aranda does. Like he's a, you know, very trenches minded head coach. Uh, he will take advantage of, you know, being, being good at those, at those two spots. Um, and, you know, he wants to run the football and I think that a line will help him do that. Um, the bad for Baylor is, a not elite recruiter, um, but they're, they're still going to bring in guys. But I think the big thing is the skill, the skill guys they lost. Like uh, mm-hmm. lost their, their two good receivers, lost their running back um, who set the world on fire for him last year. Um, lost a lot of playmakers on their back seven. Uh, two really good linebackers, you know, a good a good safety, a good corner. Um, they're going to have to, you know, you know get some guys up to speed and, and replace a lot of, of, of experience back there. But um, they do bring back two quarterbacks who I think are pretty good. 
Um, I actually like the second guy a little bit better, uh, Blake Shapin, who got, got in uh, in the later part of the year. But um, they're in a great spot. I mean, if you told me this time a year ago that I'd have Baylor in my top 10 in the preseason, I'd tell you you're crazy. So <laughs> uh, I think it just speaks to what, what Iran has been able to do and uh, where he has that program right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, um, I, obviously they had them a lot higher, but I just think he's – I have a lot of faith in Aranda, and I have a lot of faith in Baylor's ability to pick coaches. I don't know. It's just they have a really innate ability to do that. Um, well, you want to know my nine. You want to guess it? You want to guess? Oh, let me look at mine first. Um, yeah. You're going to have Michigan State. That was a good guess. Um, actually, in my very first ranking, I had them at 10, so that was close. Nice. Um, I, I have I have a lot of moves and arrows and stuff from when I, when I <laughs> <laughs> was doing that. I think I made like 15 of these, but now I have Arkansas. Oh, okay. Um, du- yeah, doubling I think, down. I think they're um, – I'm doubling down because I think they'll – I think they have the potential to go nine and three this year, um, and and have a good season, make a good bowl, all of that. Um, I think they're still going to be still going to be a tough team to play. Um, I, I think some of their young guys are, are going to really step up this year, um, and and ultimately, I just they haven't proved me wrong in two years. So I I, I think their coaching staff has impressed me enough that that I. I had to pick another SEC West team, and and that was the one. I, I had a tough time splitting hairs between them and Ole, Ole Miss, um, but ultimately, I feel like they're more of a steady team where Ole Miss has more question marks, and so yeah, and um, that's what that's what inevitably got them to to where I have them at now. So that's the first team that you've had in yours that I don't have in mine. Um, Arkansas is in that ah. uh, kind of receiving votes category for a top fifteen. If if we had done twenty five, yeah, sure. if, if we had done twenty five, I probably would have had them in there. Um, you know, I think they they did lose a lot, and obviously, Traylon Barks was most of their offense last year, and now he's gone. But uh, they brought in Jaden Hazelwood from Oklahoma, uh, former five star receiver, mm-hmm. um, and they still got you know still got a pretty good old line, still got KJ Jefferson at quarterback. Uh, and like we said before, they're just really well coached and, you know, wouldn't shock me at all to not see them drop mm-hmm. off. But, um, for me, so, so that's nine for you, right? Yes, sir. All right. So at 10, I put North Carolina state and not just because I like their mascot, who is the world's cutest dog. Um, <laughs> but you know, like they were pretty solid last year. They, they, uh, beat Clemson. I think they beat Wake Forest. Um, had a really, really good year in the ACC and, you know, brings back a good quarterback, which is, you know, if you have a good quarterback in college, that's worth like, you know, a bowl right there just because it's hard to find, you know, someone you can depend on a quarterback and uh, they get their guy back, lost to their running backs, lost, you know, uh, a great offensive tackle, but everybody else comes back, uh, bring back some receivers um, bring back some guys on defense. I think they're like, they're one of those teams. They're just, you know, solid, like they're not going to set the world yeah. on fire and, you know, 
win a championship or a national championship, but they'll go out and win and win 10 games, you know, and, and, and be a really hard team to beat. So, um, that's, you know, we're getting, we're getting to the part of the, of the top 15 where, you know, it wouldn't shock me at all to see none of these teams finish ranked. It wouldn't shock me to see all of them finish ranked, you know? <laughs> so, um, sure. Uh, eventually I settled on, on NC state at number 10. Well, I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be honest with my number ten. It's in in some way a participa- participation trophy, um, but I have Cincinnati. Ooh. Um, I just I felt like I couldn't drop a college football playoff team out of the top ten. Yeah. Um, but but I don't know. They're in that category of can they replicate what they did last year? Yeah. Me? You know, and I just. I don't necessarily think they can, but I, I did feel like I got to give them a little bit of a bump just because um, that they they did it. They were you know the first group of five team to finally get there, you know, and so yeah. Um, I I gave them gave them some votes here to to get them to ten, but they could have easily been they're in that they're in that friends that like ten to twenty. Yeah, you know, I would have been fine with them any place. I just threw them in at number ten. Yeah. If if we did twenty five, I may I may not have had him in there at all. Yeah, I, I, I know it sounds disrespectful. <laughs> I, it sounds like G five hate and like yeah, oh sure. like poor little Cincinnati. You know they can't sit with the big boys, but um, I think you right. know like hats off to what they did. They made the freaking playoff. Like Anim hasn't done that. <laughs> like, right. Um, right. And, right. And they went all in on last year and had a great team last year. Um, mm-hmm. When I go and like you know and look at the combine and the draft, like pretty much all their, all, like all their team is, is in the, is in the draft of this year. <laughs> like they had a lot of those six year guys <laughs> and, uh, you know, like, like a lot of their, yes. you know, like big contributors, uh, are guys that are going to be playing on Sundays now, but, um, extremely well coached. And, you know, for that level, like they're the only like G five team that signs four stars. So it, it wouldn't shock me at all to see them, uh, maintain things, but, uh, yeah, but that being said, if you look at their recruiting classes, they're not that great, and and so uh, I mean they have have a few four stars, but <laughs> that's about it. You know, like they're they're not always up there, so uh, they're not up there. Period. But yeah, um, I don't know. They may not have even been in the top ten on on any of their classes on campus, but um, they're still. I don't know. I. I I don't have a whole lot of confidence in this number 10. Um, <laughs> if that's not, and, and that probably in and of itself is G five hate, but for the G five love, I'm like, I got to have at least one of them in the top 10 yeah. and they proved it. They did it last year. So, uh, again, like you said, they've, they've done something that very few teams have done, which is make it to the college football playoffs. So yeah, uh, I got to give them credit for that. And so that's why I put them there. Yeah. All right. Who's, who's 10 or was that your 10? Is that what you just said? That that was my ten, okay. yeah, uh, and so eleven is Michigan State. Nice, me I too. I had them originally at ten. Yeah, yeah, I had them originally at ten, and uh, I ended up, I, I ended up bumping Cincinnati <laughs> over them for this for the fact of like they made the college football playoffs, so I'll put them in the top ten. Yeah, um, but uh, but Michigan or Michigan State really impressed me last year at the beginning of the year, and then then fell off there at the end, but. Um, 
man, their running back was just incredible. Is he returning? I don't even know if he's returning or, or not. He is not, um, but but yeah, I didn't think so. Um, like a, a, I think a reason that I kept them uh, in in the top fifteen is um, they went to the portal and got a uh, Jarek Broussard who had a great year at Colorado when Mel Tucker was the uh-huh. head coach over there in 2020. So I think he right, was like Pac-12 right, right. Offensive Player of the Year. So um, wouldn't shock me at all to see him have a lot of success, uh, especially after what we saw Kenneth Walker do um, in, in the offense up there. Well, and that, that's the thing. Like when it comes to running backs, I, I kind of default to, okay, if you've got a really good running back, especially out of nowhere um, – What's that O line doing? Yeah, you know, and and I really attribute a lot of their success on the run game at that that un, at that O line. <laughs> um, but uh, that's what I really think that that they're going to be strong at. I think they're going to have a consistent good run game, and that's that's a, a good good uh, good connection because when they were at when he was at Colorado, they they had a, a good good run offense too you know and so um i think that's what the i think that's what the big 10 needs i think they need a power team like that um to just run it down your throat and yeah and they did really well with that this year and i think that they can build on that yeah yeah and and like when i first started doing this i didn't even like like michigan state wasn't one of the first teams i thought of but when when you get down to it like you don't want to like over you know i guess over like or like take too much into account what they did last year um, just cause they were good last year. I mean, they'll be good this coming year, but um, I think Tucker is, you know, I think he's that good of a coach. I think, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think they're going to have a, a big fall off. Um, even though they're not just like, you know, signing, signing five stars left and right. But uh, I think they'll be, you know, they'll have a good running game and uh, they, they bring back one of their receivers. I can't think of his name right now, but um He's like their go-to guy, and they got their quarterback back. So um, that that's kind of yeah. my uh, my analysis there. But uh, rapid fire on these next four because I don't have a ton to say. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> well, it's, okay, so yeah, we both had them eleven. Uh, Twelve for me was Pitt. Um, most of you don't know a lot about Pitt. Uh, can't say that I do either. But what I do know about Pitt is that they had one of the best receivers in the country last year in Jordan Addison. Uh, he won the Blitnikoff, which is the uh, award for best receiver in, in college football. Um, what what worries me is they did lose their quarterback and they did lose their OC, um, who kind of helped orchestrate that that offense. Um, what The reason I, I kind of kept them around is pretty much everybody else returns. Like, they bring back a lot of defensive mm-hmm. guys, um, a lot of the, you know, O-line and the backs – uh, and the receiving core. So um, at this point, we're throwing darts, and I'm throwing mine with Pitt. Yeah, I'm throwing my my twelve. This uh, this was an inventive one for me um, because they've averaged over the past four classes uh, an average of the number twelve class. Ooh, wait, <laughs> class. wait. So uh, I'm I'm trying to guess who it is because that's really that's really specific. Um, yeah. Over the last four years. Last four years combined, their average ranking was twelve. Is it Texas? No. Okay. 
Texas isn't even in the top 15 for me. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I didn't know if you were trying to appease our Longhorn listener. No, no, I'm not going to do that. Of which there are a few. Um, is it Florida State? No. It's, it's Oregon. Oregon, okay. Uh, nice. they, they, they had a number seven class, a number 12 class, a number six class, and number 24 class. So mm-hmm. I guess it averages out to 12. Gotcha. Um, but anyhow, they, they uh, I think, I think, my biggest question mark with Oregon and, and what I think is going to be, you know, ultimately their biggest problem is, um, you know, their their coaching turnover and then, you know, how that's going to impact their recruiting because they just signed that number 24 class in 2022. So I think they're going to have a drop off in recruiting because um, their NIL, they came out hot and then it just dropped off. And so, um but I don't think they're going to drop off this year. I think they'll still do pretty good this year. I think I think it's the years coming that that you'll start to see them fall. Yeah. Um. So I, I threw them up there at twelve. Yeah. Uh, for 13, 13 for the very similar reasons I have Clemson. Mm-hmm. You know, because their their whole coaching staff was scalped, and so um, there there's a lot of uncertainty there at Clemson. It was a bad year to come off of for them to lose all their coaches. You know, it's one thing if you just got in the college football playoff and everybody hires your coaches away, but to have your, your biggest down year in probably 10 years or so, and then lose all your coaching staff, that really makes me question, you know, yeah. so, no, uh, I, I, but like you said, they've got the talent. So, yeah. um, and gets them up there. No, that, that's a really good point of, you know, if they, if they had just played for a championship and then those guys left, we wouldn't even think twice. Um, right. But since it happened when they were down and they never lose coaches, like that was their thing yeah. there for a while. Like, Oh, like we had the culture, you know, we're, we have the stability coaches never leave here, blah, blah, blah. And now, you know, it all just kind of unraveled in, in one off season. Um, and you know, long term, I think, I think I would, I think I am selling Clemson and I, and I don't want to go on a rant about Clemson, but um, I think this may be their last year of being like, you know, a no doubt like Clemson. oh like like they're they're really good um after yeah. that like they're gonna be you know in the rest of the muck of the acc and <laughs> trying to fight I, it out yeah I, I think they're starting to lose their grip on the acc yeah. and and i think the acc is wide open for the taking you know so when you look at teams like miami who's going to recruit well uh north carolina mm-hmm. is uh is starting to take some of those guys that clemson wants uh interesting mm-hmm. times in the acc um for sure 13 for me is Wisconsin, and I didn't want to put them in the top 15, but, you know, with their track record, like, they were down last year, but it's it's Wisconsin. They're, they're the Procter & Gamble of college football. <laughs> they're never going to get That's you. Good, good comparison. <laughs> they're never going to get you, like, you know, like double your money, you know. But you're always going to make like eight percent, and you know you're never going to have any any real negatives, right, Chase? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's right, and and that's a good comparison. Although you know, back in I guess 2018 or 2019, I was buying a lot of Procter and Gamble at about seventy four dollars a share, and within a year they were at like a hundred and thirty. Oh, dang! So um, sometimes it does happen. <laughs> so I it, I think it's a good pick to put your Procter and Gamble in there and. and diversify your top 15 a little bit yeah uh, with some big bold borings so um yeah uh well who'd you have at 14 okay this is where it gets fun uh (laughs) i feel like i had to find a way to put this team in there and 
I'm excited to see what they do because they may just be an absolute uh, an absolute crap show. But I put the Tennessee Volunteers at 14. Okay. Um, first year of Josh Heupel was uh, last year, and you know they were pretty good. Like after they finally, like I, I don't know what they were thinking starting uh, Joe Milton at quarterback to start the year, but once once Hendon Hooker took over, um, that offense really took off. Um, in an offense like that, like his his touchdown interception ratio was thirty to three, um, and to throw it that much, I know it's an easy offense or whatever. He's probably making easy throws, but to put it in the air that many times and not turn it over that much, um, I think he's a good quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. What <laughs> you know, last year I think I made a I made Tennessee Pitt like the crappy game of the week. And now I have them both in my top 15 and they play again this year. So that may be my, my real game of the week sometime this fall. But yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. I think Tennessee is, is, is exciting. Um, they, they bring in better, better players than you might think, you know, cause they don't measure up to like Georgia and Alabama and all those teams. But um, it's interesting, you know, like there's not a lot of other teams in this league that run that offense. Yeah. Um, well, you're going to tell me to go eat a cigarette because uh, at number 14, I got your rivals, Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I, uh, I mentioned earlier, Kentucky's on the rise. I've been recruiting well. Um, I I just – I think they're they're kind of the, the Arkansas of the East, um, you know, where they're, they're a tough team to play, and they've, they've put themselves out there as, as being that. It's actually a great um, comparison. Best few years you know um i don't think they're as good as arkansas but i think comparatively to the teams that they play they're you know they're that steady knock you in the nose type team and um yeah i think i think uh you know i i gotta throw them in there because i i wanted to put an east team in but the east is wide open yeah i mean i i, I could have just as easily put tennessee they were playing some good football at the end of the year and um yeah so i i, I i'm I'm putting my eggs with Kentucky, and we'll see how how that goes. You know, but the East is um, the East is very interesting next year. Yeah, um, it, it definitely is. Fifteen for me. I went with the Pokes, Oklahoma State. Um, yep. I had them a little higher to start, but uh, they were kind of one of those teams last year that had a lot of super seniors on defense, and that was kind of their calling card. Um, and on top of losing those guys, they also lose their DC. Uh, he goes to Ohio mm-hmm. State. Took one of the guys with him also. Um, like one of the safeties that, that was good for them. Uh, they lost like one or two other guys in the portal on defense. Um, I've never been a big believer in the quarterback, uh, Sanders. Um, I think he's just okay. It makes some, you know, does some good, does some, some really bad sometimes. Uh, I know they lost a running back, lost some receivers. Um, I don't know what to do with them. So <laughs> I think they could, they could maintain. I think Gunny's a hell of a coach. Um, you know, yeah. I still have them here because I think they will, you know, probably be, you know, a competitive team and a, and a tough out in the Big 12. Um, but I think, you know, it'll be a little bit of a drop off from from what we saw last year. Yeah, I, I mean, traditionally they're a hot and cold team. They'll have a good year and then a bad year and then a good year and a bad year. And so it probably wouldn't be a bad, bad idea to have them that low just because of that. I mean, I had them at five, but really the only reason I had them at five is because – them and Baylor are the only two good teams that I'm seeing in the Big 12 this year. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think, I think their schedule 
is what, what pushes them to where they could be high. Cause I think both of them could end up one loss or two lost teams, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, for 15 for me, I put Pitt. Nice. Um, and mainly because I really don't know much about Pitt. I didn't really watch them much, but they were a very dark horse team that, that came out of nowhere this year. And um, so I just kind of gave them credit. 15, I just, I, I could have put 10 different teams there. So yeah. By that point, it's like, you know, what's your 15th best idea? <laughs> you know, it's kind of, kind of hard to say. Yeah. Um, but, but that, that's who I got at 15. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see how they do. I've got some, uh, I've got some other teams, uh, in my notes here, other teams I like, and then teams I hate. Um, mm-hmm. who are some of the teams that you would have put in this list had it been a top 25? You don't have to list like 10 of them, but like just, just a few names. Um, Iowa, BYU, NC State. Like all those. Um, yeah. Um, maybe Notre Dame. You know, I, I just don't think I don't I don't think this is going to be it for Notre Dame. So I'll just stick with them not being in at all. Yeah. Um, I like the Iowa pick. Um, mm-hmm. That almost put them instead of Wisconsin, but uh, I just think Wisconsin is a little more reliable. Um, yeah, but I think Iowa uh, and I was one of the few teams that actually brings back a, a lot of production um, from last year. So they were on my on my on my teams. I like um, Did you say Wake Forest, too. Is that one you said? Uh, I didn't, but that was one I was thinking. Um, oh, you said I, N- I said I said NC State. OK. Um, I mean, yeah, I like I like Wake Forest because they got that Times New Roman font. You know, nobody's, <laughs> nobody's doing that anymore. But uh. yeah, yeah. I, I, I would have put Wake in mine. Um, you know, they, they had a pretty good year last year. Um, uh, bring back the quarterback, Sam Hartman. Uh, he's he's a really good player and maybe the best quarterback in that league. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they they always put up points. It's their defense that you know you never know what you're going to get with that. But um, a few other teams I would have had, you know, Arkansas, Kentucky, um, Iowa, uh, Minnesota, as Joe Biden would have said, um, <laughs> uh, which is it's hard to figure out. It's hard to figure out Minnesota, but mm-hmm. um, you know. In that first game of 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 of, of last season, when they right. took Ohio State to the wire, uh, lost their best running back uh, in that game, um, they had a pretty veteran O line, which I think that alone probably kept me from putting them any higher or like putting them in the list at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're they're definitely a team to watch. Um, who else am I missing here? Purdue, um, another Big Ten team, Big Ten West. Uh, yeah. You never know who's going to come out of, of that side. Um, the and, and and it's the spoiler makers. Like they're gonna they're gonna ruin somebody's day. So. They gotta ruin somebody's day. Um, um, I'll, I'll I'll throw I'll throw one more out there that I didn't put in there is Ole Miss. I think, Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss. They they were in it and out of it on mine a couple of different times. I don't. They were out of it by the time we finished, right? Um, yeah. It. I had them at eleven and then thirteen and fifteen and. And I, I kept just kind of moving them around, but I, yeah. I finally went with. I replaced them with Arkansas. I was like, okay, I'm, who do I want, Arkansas or, or Miss? You know, Ole Miss, and so I went with Arkansas. But I think yeah. I think Ole Miss still has has is a good team. You know, they're yeah. better than us this year, and um, we'll we'll see yeah. you know, about them. One other one that I would do is Houston. Houston, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. 
They, I think they I think they have a quarterback coming back too. Do they? Among among other people, but I don't really know a lot about Houston, but I, I just know that they they had a good good season this year, and I, I, SMU did too. I don't know I don't know nothing about SMU really, but yeah. I just remember them making some waves this year. I hate to say it, but the other two that I may have squeezed in there at the end uh, are LSU and Texas, the two teams I dislike the most. Despise. Yeah. Um, LSU, I, I could see them absolutely cratering and being terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, they're they're still just they're still too talented to be, to to just suck. Um, I think the receivers are outstanding. Uh, quarterback, big question mark. I don't know what they're going to do there, but uh, if you have receivers like that, you can you can you can win some football games. Um, and they have a few pieces on defense that that I like too. But um, with Texas, I think their defense is going to stink like it did last year. But um, even if their O line isn't great, uh, the trio of uh, the potential trio of 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 Ewers, uh, Bijan, and Xavier Worthy. Um, it's a pretty good trio, especially in that league. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, like three players aren't going to win you football games. You need you need a team, but oh, you can um, in the Big Twelve, right? Like, there's not you know, mm-hmm. like I like Baylor and Oklahoma State, but after that, like who's who's really just going to like put it on people, you know? And right, like, right. like who like who has a great defense to you know like who's going to run with with Worthy? You know, he's he's got stupid mm-hmm. speed, so. Um, they're, they're, they're far from complete and, you know, I don't think they're going like 10 and two or anything, but, yeah. um, most, most years it's a, it's a joke when they get ranked 25th. Cause you know, the, the AP poll just has to sneak them in there, you know, just cause, right. just cause the name, but uh, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's appropriate this year. Yeah. I, I still think Texas is very much a hodgepodge of a team and I don't think they have a team built. So I, I'm not really high on them this year. Um, going into the year, I think after this year, you know, by the end of this year, I could see it. St- some of the pieces start to be put together for them. Uh, like you just mentioned, like they're getting the pieces. I just don't think they're quite there yet. Yeah. Um, so it's it's really leaving Texas out on my end isn't really hate towards them. It's just I, I don't think they're there yet. Yeah. Um, you know, they got Gary Patterson now as as a analyst, right? He um, uh, he pulled a Brian Kelly. Oh really? When he, when he got there, um, he's like, like like that guy hates Texas or hated Texas before he worked yeah. there. Um, but now he's and, a weirdo. You know, he's like you know taking pictures with recruits and. That's uh, right. I saw like, that. No, he's yeah, like, yeah. Now that you like say squat, that, I remember. He's like that. squatting down and like doing the hookem. It looks like Spider Man or something. Yeah, yeah. Weird, weird deal. Those, those weird guys vibes. are kind of those guys are kind of like a dyad in the force. They're like like they're. Brian Kelly and um, <laughs> Brian Kelly and Gary Patterson are like they're two people that are written in the same font. Yeah, you know, does that make sense? Like, yeah, they they're they're very alike in a the, lot of the, ways. I feel like they're two people I wouldn't want to have a drink with. <laughs> no, yeah, no, not not even a little bit. Um, but but I mean, the case could be made for Texas because the Big Twelve is wide open. You yeah, know, TC did whatever that they did with Gary Patterson for whatever reason. Yeah, um, and and then um, you know who knows about Iowa State and who knows about 
West Virginia, you know, yeah. Kansas, who knows? Hey, yeah, so I've got a dark horse. And I, I wouldn't recommend the top 25, but just Texas Tech. Texas Tech. That's yeah. who I was going to say, too. I was going to say, I, I actually, if I had to do a Big 12, um, like, if I had to do a Big 12, like, maybe top three or four, I would actually put them up there. I actually would probably put Baylor Tech, Oklahoma State, like, in that order. That's not how I have it ranked because of how they've done it, you know, how they ended the year and everything, but... Tech was playing some good football there at the end, and and yeah, I, they, I, their coach is seems like he's he's going to be a good coach for them. Yeah, yeah, and the end of the year, smoking Mississippi State like thirty four yeah. to seven. Yeah, um, yeah. which is it's 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 strange to see a, a Texas Tech defense perform like that, but they did. Um, right. I like the coach Joey McGuire. I like the the coaching staff he's brought in. Um, I like their quarterback. Watch out for that dude. He's got the goods, uh, Donovan yeah. Smith. Um, that guy can sling it. And, uh, ooh, uh, I can't think of all the hires they brought in, but they one they did bring in, maybe the biggest one, is uh, Zach Kitley as their offensive coordinator. Um, he coordinated that uh, the offense at Western Kentucky last year that uh-huh. set records with uh, Bailey Zappi at quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think he threw for like 66 touchdowns or something absurd. So um, that that's what Texas Tech is. Like, they should yeah. always have a – just slinging around type of offense. And I think you see them get back to that. I, I'm I'm actually pretty excited to watch them. I am too. And I, I, I actually think, and that's what I was going to say about Texas is, you know, I do think they're a hodgepodge, but, you know, I, I don't see, the only teams that I see really putting it to them is those three I just named, Baylor, Oklahoma State, and and Tech. And I think I think Texas definitely has the talent that can get through the rest. They could go nine and three pretty easily, I would I would say. And yeah. so if they can sneak away with one of those and go ten and two, they they could, you know, end the year on a high note. Uh, I just I think that's their ceiling. Um, but we haven't mentioned Oklahoma and I o- Oklahoma's <laughs> like Notre Dame for me. Like that, I've I, I never realized we haven't mentioned them yet. <laughs> I have never seen a program get scalped like Oklahoma did. And uh, I just have no faith in them this year at all. And maybe I'm dead wrong on that, but good Lord, what happened with that whole deal is just terrible. Yeah, And like, so I went back and looked at them just to make sure I was making the right call. And I think, I think we're on the right track with leaving them out. Um, yeah. But they, they do still have some pieces and, you know, yeah. uh, like they brought in a good quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, um, and they still have a couple of the receivers. Like I, I think Marvin Mims ended up staying. I know he was flirting with the portal, but um, mm. outside of that, I mean, uh, I don't know who they have at running back. I don't know. Like their a lot of their defensive guys are gone. Um, it's it's really tough to project them with with any kind of certainty right now. Yes. Um, I guess that that kind of brings me to my little second line here is, is teams I hate, but it's really just, yeah, it, it, I, I was going to say Oklahoma here. <laughs> it's, it's, it's teams that you wouldn't rank in the top 25, pretty much no matter what. Um, I didn't write Oklahoma, but that's a great one. Uh, yeah, that, my, that's, that's who I was going to say. Cause I wasn't sure if you were going to go there, if you're going to do teams that you would yeah. not put in your top 25, I'm not putting Oklahoma in my top 25. I don't have faith in them this year. Yeah. Right. Riley's going to hate me for saying that, but like holy crap! Like I've never seen a program get scalped like they did, and yeah. um, they've got the pieces. But 
boy, I would not want to be recruiting for Oklahoma right now. Like you were on top of the game, you you were playing your best football, and then all of a sudden your coach leaves, and, and you know your whole coaching staff for the most part's gone. You can't find a coach for a little while, and you know all of your best recruits start leaving with them, and and then oh, lo and behold, all your best players start going different places too, and it was just it was just a mass exodus over there. Yeah. And um and then you gotta recruit kids to come say, Hey, come play in the Big Twelve until we move to the SEC when you graduate. You know, like that Which may not be now from what from what we're starting to hear is twenty twenty five. Like yeah, right, right. How on how on earth? I mean I I, I can go on, on all day about that, but um sure. uh to wrap us up <laughs> uh I'll I'll let you do a few of the teams you hate, but I've got three listed that I I was not gonna rank no matter what and uh, numero uno is USC. Like, uh, I get it. You know, they got Lincoln. They got some transfers. Obviously, they got Caleb Williams, um, who is a good quarterback. But let's tap the brakes just a little, folks. <laughs> like, yeah. they were bad last year. They were really bad. And I know lame duck coach, team quit, blah, blah, blah. But the good players that they had uh, went to the NFL. Like, Lincoln didn't fix their defense through the portal. Like, and Lincoln's yeah. not a defensive guy. Like, didn't have great defense in Oklahoma. So, um, you know, in two years, five years, yeah, USC is going to be rocking and rolling. But for this year, I'm not putting them in the top 25. Just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, my other one was Penn State, uh, which is weird because I'm actually buying Penn State long term. I like what they did with their their most recent recruiting class. Mm-hmm. But Sean Clifford comes back. I think he stinks at quarterback. Um, and they had a great defense last year and all those guys left, like the, the combine was littered with, with Penn state guys, which was great, but you know, they couldn't really capitalize on that last year. Um, Mm -hmm. and now they got to reload. And my last one is Oregon. Um, I, I may, I may just be an Oregon hater, but, uh, I'm just not buying it, man. Like Mm -hmm. they, they had a good thing going with Cristobal and he wasn't a great coach, but he brought in good talent and then he leaves, their class falls apart, and I don't know. I it's it's another thing where like really all three of these teams, I'm I'd probably buy them long term. I like the the coaching staff at Oregon, but uh, for this year, I mean, I don't see it. I think they're an eight and four team. Yeah. Well, um, my my three are Oklahoma, um, which I've already <laughs> said why, um, and then USC as well. Um, nice. It's, I like to pump the brakes. Like it's okay. Yes. You got a good, you got a good, you know, coaching hire and that's great. And you got some good recruits, you got some good transfers, but you got a whole rebuilding of a program to do. And, you know, Lincoln Riley took over a built program and kept building it with transfers, you know, and can he replicate that with a rebuild of a program? I don't know. That's a huge question mark. Like you're, you're, you're taking a big gamble there. Um, it's not like he took a program from ground zero and built it into what it was whenever he left Oklahoma. He took Oklahoma when they were playing, you know, really at the top of their game and kept them at their top of the game. So um, I, I'm not buying it as being like, look at us. We got the best coach in, in the world. I, I look at it more of like, yeah, I mean, it's a good culture fit, probably. Like, I, I think he can get them where they want to be, but it ain't going to be this year, I don't think. So, 
Um, and then my last one's LSU. <laughs> LSU, I, I I love to see it. What's going on over there? Because it's just a train wreck, in my opinion. Um, they, you know, the sanctions came out about them now, and Ooh, that's, yeah, that's right. That's that's not going to be good. Um, Brian Kelly just like completely changed his whole demeanor, and so like, how do you go from recruiting guys as you being this like, you know, perennial top four coach, you know, that that is taking Notre Dame, you know, to to the playoff over and over again or, or close to it. You know, you're always going to New Year's Six Bowl. You know, it's, you're at Notre Dame and all of that, and you're this this kind of behind-the-radar, quiet coach that, you know, doesn't do all the flashy stuff to now suddenly you're dancing with recruits and you're faking accents. and Like, it's almost as if he, like, went in there and just completely, like, bought into like i'm a millennial now and i'm gonna do all the cool stuff that kids do look at me fellow kids you know no cap yeah it's it's just just uh i'm pushing p guys like i, I just i i don't know I don't, I don't see it you know uh i i think he's focused too much on some of that stuff that i'm, I'm not buying lsu this year but uh, yeah we'll see yeah yeah um well, yeah. So uh, that's that's how we feel about this this sport. <laughs> I feel like we I feel like we did a pretty good job of kind of hitting every every yeah. conference, you know, at least at least a little bit. And um, uh, so yeah, that's our our way to really top fifteens. I'll probably go back and change mine. You know, we may do a oh for sure. Like we've we'll got to do, do one, one like preseason because yeah. um yeah, it'll change after spring and and once we start. There's going to be news about schools that come out that we're like, oh, that changes my opinion on them. But yeah, um, and there's going to yeah, be more transfers. Sure. Like, uh, yeah, that too. I think it was you know this time last year, uh, Jameson Williams was still at Ohio State. You know, he went mm-hmm. through spring with them, and then over the summer went to Alabama, and you know, yeah, you know, there'll, rest, there'll be injuries. There'll, there'll be injuries. Be, there'll be position changes. You know, I mean, it, it, there's there's a lot that'll change between now and then, but. It, if we're picking it today, that's what I would pick it. So, yeah. Um, well, we went a little long, but uh, I think this is a good one. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um, gives us a good, you know, catch up on uh, just kind of, you know, taking the pulse of of how we feel about some teams and yeah. Um, I, I I enjoyed doing this. Uh, as we said, it was uh, not easy to pick fifteen and put them, you know, in. In, in the right places, but, uh, you know, we'll look back and we'll look back in, in, in at the end of the year and we'll, we'll do, we'll do slap facts and cap again. So, <laughs> uh, that's, that's going to do it for us and we will talk to you next time. Yeah.